What is going on, everyone? I am SSG, Sergeant Sentinel, along with my co-host, BMG, and our guest, Ains. Welcome to another episode of PSN Party Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before we do begin discussing the topics, I would like to thank our guest, Ains, for coming on. Thank you so much. This is the first time that you've been on our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Um, what have you been playing this week as far as video games go? Yeah, uh, thank you guys, man. Good to be here. I uh, want to quickly say apologize again for last week. Uh, you know how life does to you sometimes. So I uh, planned to be on last week and, uh, you know, something with work, my career work came up uh, that I couldn't avoid. So sorry about that again. Completely um, understandable. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, good to be here. I um, Right now, actually, guys, I'm playing a lot of, well, I'm always playing a lot of Halo. I think anyone who follows me knows I play a lot of Halo competitive. <laughs> um, but I'm playing a lot of Hogwarts Legacy, to be honest with you. Um, I <clears throat> got the code to review it, but the codes came in really late for that game um, for the smaller outlets. And so uh, it, it's a lot bigger game than I think many of us imagined it would be. So I'm, I'm trying to push through that right now. And then... Um, I also started playing the demo of Wild Hearts, which is that new game from EA that's supposed to compete with Monster Hunter. I've never been a big fan of Monster Hunter, but I figured I'd give it a shot. So, uh, okay. But I would say 95% of my time right now is going towards Halo and, um, and uh, Hogwarts. Nice, nice. BMG, what have you been playing? Uh, well, the same thing I play every single day is um, the... <laughs> Game of the Year for the Game Awards and Game of the Year for the XPN Network. Marvel Snap. It's just so addictive. It's so addictive. It's so awesome. And why, you know, we need a show dedicated to it. I'm, I'm sure I can convince the others to, uh, to do yeah, so. It's just so much you fun. Know, I'm surprised our channel isn't uh, sponsored by Marvel Snap already with as much as you pitch it every week. <laughs> oh, it's, it is just... You know, so more mobile games has never really been my thing, apart from, um, you know, the odd game of chess or, or something like that. You know, something easy, simple, not much thought into it. But Marvel Snap's just got its big old Marvel claws into me, and it's just <laughs> nobody will play me. I'm gutted. No, nobody will play against me. You know, I've got that friend code sat there, and nobody wants to play. I think they're all worried, scared, because I'm like level 1270 summit now so <laughs> oh boy. might be a little intimidated yeah uh, yeah I've, I've got a long way to go because it's like every time they restart a season which they did a couple of days ago they knock you back right down in level for your um like your rank you've got like your yeah your iron your bronze and then you get to like omega and crazy things like that and so I'm, I need to build my way back up and, you know, trying to get in there, get some playing in. Um, and then you're like, yeah. you level up your, you've got your actual level for you. And as you go up, you you get things like, um, like a bit like a free loot box type thing. And that loot box will like give you a, a new card or a variant or it'll give you more credits or gold or, you know, or shards once you get to a level of thousand, I think it, a thousand, yeah, it's a thousand. Um, so you can unlock more cards. But the good thing about it is you're not being pushed to spend money. I've spent money once because when I first started, you got the Captain America pack, and it was like £2.49, something like that. Um, yeah. So I picked that up because you like got, just got a bit of money, a bit of gold, and you got Captain America to start off with, which was good. But I've not spent a penny since. 
and I've had no issues competing. You can't pay to win or anything like that. And it's free, free to download. <laughs> Everyone get on it. It's so much fun nice. and it and it's too addictive. I'd I should really stop, but I can't. It's just it's just always there in my hand. But um, other than that, I've just finished um, The Outer Worlds. I remember starting it a long time ago, and I just didn't quite quite grasp with it. I, I don't know what it was. I just started it just to get murdering people, which kind of changed the story a bit, which is quite cool. But then I got bored of it, so um, yeah. took we took a, took a bit of time off with like you know per, personal stuff going on and that. So. On the evenings where I had time, I thought, you know what, let's let's re jump into Outer Worlds, jump back into it. It's a fun game, you know. It's it's strange that you can have a game where, you know, you go to like the first town you come to, and you know this mob boss guy type guy wants you to go and divert power from one place to another, uh, and you could do that, do what he wants, get loads of XP, increase your reputation. Or you could say, yeah, I'll go and do that. But then you could just murder him on the spot, which kind of changes the story. It's like uh, murdering everyone. You know, so I'm sure if there's if there's going to be any type of um, achievement for murdering like 10,000 people in the Outer Worlds 2, that you'll probably unlock it. You seem yeah. pretty happy with uh, that ability to just run around killing people. I've got, yeah, it was just it was just fun. It was like because some characters really really annoyed me, and in like some games you get such an annoying character, and there's now you can do about it. But in this game, apart from your companions, I didn't try kill my companions actually. I didn't think of that one. <laughs> you could just like murder everyone. It was just like just like fun, you know. And it was just like you know. Oh, went to this town, diverted this power. She's like, well, you know, well, maybe you could like help me and, you know, I talk him down. It's like, yeah, I'll do that. And then I just thought, you know, something, it'd just be more fun just to murder the whole town. Why, yeah. why go to the trouble, steal all your stuff, go back there and then killed all them as well. Oh, it's just fun. It's just fun. And, <laughs> you know, a couple of twists and turns. Um, I was disappointed with the ending. The ending was a bit lackluster because you're just getting stills for about yeah. two minutes a piece and, while well, it tell talks through everything you did and what happened afterwards. And it's like, I understand that obviously when they were doing that game, they were independent, they weren't part of Microsoft. Um, yeah. So obviously budgets were lower. So for what they did as an independent studio, good game, really, really good. I wouldn't want to go back and replay it, um, but I am looking forward to the second one. So that, yeah, that I'm looking forward to. Uh, and other than that, I jumped uh, back into a bit of Spider-Man because I need to finish the DLCs. It's, you know, yeah. it's like trying to get myself ready for the um, Spider-Man 2 coming out this this year. Well, as scheduled this year for fall this year. Um, yeah. And they're sort of talking about how it's going to have a darker tone, which I'm, quite, I'm actually looking forward to because um, Spider-Man 2, the majority, uh, Spider-Man 1, sorry, um, I played it on the PlayStation 4, finished it on there. Uh, I picked it up on the PlayStation 5 with Miles Morales because I wanted the um, remastered version, which was, was really, really good. Amazing detail. If anyone's yet to play it, highly recommend playing it in um, performance ray trace mode. It just looks absolutely stunning and beautiful. Um, so I've done the story. Stu- you know, it's quite lighthearted most of the way through till you get towards like the end of it where it gets a bit more like on an emotional side. Um you know, obviously, I'm not going to spoil the game if anyone hasn't played it, but there's like a particular scene towards the end that um, affects P- 
Peter Parker and you know and his mentor and stuff. But it's, it's such a good game, such a good game. And I've just got the DLCs to touch on because I got them included, and that will get me set up ready for uh, Spider Man Two, which I'm uh, more looking forward to. Nice, very nice. Um, I, I everyone play Marvel did... Snap. Play Marvel Snap, got it. I'm, I'm pretty much doing the same thing I usually do every single week. I'm playing House Flipper. Um, for those of you that haven't checked out House Flipper, obviously check it out. If you like those uh, DIY shows um, where people are renovating houses and, uh, you know, remodeling bathrooms and stuff, I definitely recommend checking out House Flipper. For console right now, they have three DLCs available. Um, there's the Garden Flipper where you can, um, you know, completely redo the outside of your house as far as i'm um, giving yourself like the japanese uh, flower garden or if you want um you know edibles like uh, tomato plants and stuff like that you can completely deck out the outside of your house and of course with the luxury dlc it has a lot more luxurious options um with each of these dlcs obviously it has more jobs the one that just came out and i couldn't believe it because the luxury dlc just came out like maybe two weeks ago is the pets dlc where you can actually now have pets inside your houses and have the little cat towers and all that other stuff <laughs> it's really it's really cool so anyone who likes these types of games i definitely recommend picking it up i haven't picked up pets because i just picked up luxury dlc and i was like oh my god i can't believe it you know but i mean i appreciate them releasing these dlcs there's still the uh, HGTV uh, DLC. You know, HGTV has the um, house has shows based around house flipping and stuff like that. So they have a DLC set on that. I can't wait till that one comes out as well. But that's usually what I live stream. Um, other than that, I have been, much to my um, embarrassment, I've been live streaming uh, Far Cry New Dawn. I know I harp on that all the time, complain about its uh, RPG elements, but I have been playing that. So yeah, I will have to do a walk of shame later because of that. But <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two games that I have been playing um, pretty much this week. And before we get into our topics, I do want to thank everybody that's in the chat. Thank you so much for checking us out. And a lot of times people will uh, listen to this podcast later on. For those of you that are listening to it later on, obviously, thank you so much. We greatly appreciate your help. Thimber, every single week you're here, we appreciate it. Thank you so much, obviously. Um, and of course, for anyone else listening later on, thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. For this week's first topic, and it's obviously a big one for PlayStation, is the state of play. Now, as far as state of plays go, this year hasn't really had anything. And there's a rumor that the state of play is coming in March. And there's going to be a bigger showcase. There's going to be a bigger showcase after that before E3, because as we know, PlayStation is not coming to E3 this year. I don't think they've shown up at E3 in a few years. Um, Ains, what are your thoughts on this report regarding a state of play in March? Is there anything that you'd like to see at the state of play? But why I say this, what would you like to see versus what do you think we'll actually see? What would I like to see? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I, I'm a big proponent, well, not big proponent, but I'm really excited about PSVR 2 next week. Um, I, uh, I'm kind of happen to vr not really so much but for whatever reason i'm really excited for vr too so i've got that coming next week and so i'm, I'm kind of curious as to why they haven't had kind of a vr2 state of play and i know it's not as mainstream obviously as kind of core playstation games yeah but uh you know i'd like to see them start mixing in some kind of more things around vr2 uh vr2 for the future so we'll see if uh you know i'd like to see we get that I think that uh, it's been a long time. I've really been excited to see what comes of Last of Us Factions. You know, the the kind of multiplayer, yeah, 
broader grand scale last of us uh they've been in development for a long time and i'm wondering i'm more curious about it now because i've had a lot of conversations on my shows lately around just live service in general and we're seeing you know we're seeing games like the the obvious ones right the the war zones the apexes the fortnites etc continue to do extremely well and make tons of money yeah. But then you're seeing some of the smaller games uh, really start to take hits. In fact, I think there was a report this morning that Multiversus has lost nearly all of its player base. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's other games <clears throat> that are seeing the same effects. And I just find it really interesting in the sense of what does the future, the next few years hold for kind of titles that are trying to get into this free-to-play live service model. So I'm yeah. curious to see what Factions is, right? Like, is it free-to-play or is it a what PlayStation's going to consider a fully uh, featured kind of Last of Us purchasable game. Right. Does it have the whole traditional battle pass structure or is it going to do something different, you know? Um, so I'm, I really want, want to see that. Uh, I would also love to see... Uh, I'm not a big fan. Shockingly, I think I'm going to hurt BMG a little here. Uh, but I'm not a big fan of Spider-Man. Uh, it just right. didn't... I'm not, a, I'm not a superhero guy. So that game... Like, I, I could recognize how good the game was. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I just it's just not for me. But I grew up adoring Punisher and Wolverine, so yeah. I'm really excited to see Insomniac's Wolverine. I, if anything else, I don't think we're going to see any big gameplay presentation. But I would like to at least see like an updated tease, you know, something to do with the game. I think yeah. would be neat. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, I'd like to see a surprise, honestly, from PlayStation. You know, they've got a lot of studios. They had. Forbidden West and uh, Ragnarok and Gran Turismo 7, kind of their big pillars, if you will, released last year. We know Spider-Man 2 is coming later this year if it stays on track. Uh, so I'm kind of curious, you know, there are other studios. What's a first-party title in development that we haven't seen yet? Um, I'm hoping to kind of be surprised to see something new that we have no idea about. PlayStation's pretty good about keeping things under wraps. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to hopefully be surprised a little bit. Yeah, I agree with the I agree with the VR part because it's coming up. Um, they put a lot of research and development into PSVR two, especially yeah. trying to fix certain issues they had with the PSVR one. You know, people were reporting um, issues with the device tracking, their eye movement, eye pain, vertigo, stuff like that. And I know Sony uh, put a lot of money into fixing those issues for PSVR two. They also have a decent lineup. Um, one of the guys we regularly have on podcasts, uh, Friendly Pest, is a VR guy, and he says he doesn't like the lineup as much as the PSVR lineup. But um, I know I read this before that the PSVR 2 device will not be backwards compatible with PSVR yeah. 1 titles. So if they're going to get people to really adopt this and they need early adopters, they're going to have to have it at a state of play event, you know, really to get people behind it. And I think for some people that might bug them a little bit to have an entire event devoted to it. But I think if PlayStation really wants a lot of people to pick this up with the PS5, they're going to need people to see it and to kind of feel like that's an essential part of the PS5 for them to pick up this PSVR 2, you know, and and adopt it early. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, as you said, there's a lot of R&D that's gone into it. They've got a lot invested and it's a from a technological standpoint, right? It's a very impressive device. And that's, I think, what's driving my excitement because I'm a tech guy. I'm a new toy guy. And so I'm really excited to check it out. But yeah, I exactly right. Like they've yeah. already we know that they have the million or the two million units ready, um, but it's clear they haven't sold through. You can still go on 
PS Direct right now and buy one, right? Right. Um, so I, I just think if you want to drive some excitement, I know there's people who aren't interested in it, but show why they should be interested in it. Um, and I think they've done that to a degree, but not as much as I would have hoped. Agreed. Definitely. Uh, BMG, what are your thoughts on the upcoming possible March showcase, as well as your thoughts on the PSVR 2 being um, a possible thing that they show off? Yeah, uh, yeah, because it was um, Jeff Grubb on Grub Snacks who, you know, kind of told us that he says it's a possibility it's going to be late February, but he's quite confident it's going to be early March and to keep expectations low for for the state of play. So imagine we're going to get a couple of third party, maybe a couple of indie games, a bit of PSVR 2, um, which, you know, PSVR 2 is out. Yeah, is it the 22nd? I think it's out, PSVR 2? Yeah, 22nd. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A, a yeah. week from so, today. Uh, so, a week from today, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm gutted. I, I won't be picking up day one um, just for, you know, cost, cost of living, inflation and all that kind yeah. of Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to put it on the back burner. But I literally, I must get an email every three or four days saying, you know, come, come pre-order it now, pre-order it now. And it's like, <laughs> so you can tell they want to shift some more units. Um, so, yeah, we're going to, I think we're going to get a bit of PSVR 2 there. Maybe... First party game, maybe an announcement. Because I remember, I don't know if because they didn't kind of make a song and a dance about it, but I think it was November just gone. They, they showed off a um, oh, how would I describe it? It's Unreal PlayStation 5 exclusive, Unreal 5. It was like a remember, is it oh, what was it called? That game where one person was the monster and there was four hunters, and he was like an enclosed area. It, was it evolve? Not, evol- evolve? Not evolve. Yeah. Evolve. Yeah. Like that. It's pre- it's pretty much like that. Uh, one person's playing like this this alien. You're going in. You're like, you're like a group of like a military group of four or five people, and you're going into a base to find out what's happened and retrieve some data from the small bit that you saw. While the and everywhere's in dark, so you got to use torches and got to use light. Mm. Light hurts the creature, and you play that creature slash alien, um, hunting them, taking them down. Uh, you know, it was literally a five minute five minute video. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember if they actually announced mm. the name or just sort of teased it. But looks 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 absolutely amazing. Quite scary. Um, you know, a bit horror, sci-fi based. So I think I think we might actually see some more of that because by the looks of what we've seen, it was quite far along. So maybe a bit of that as a first party game. Um, yeah, as he as, as said, maybe maybe a bit of factions, maybe get a bit more information on that. I, I hope and I'm assuming as well it's going to be part of their 10 live service games that they're doing over the next few years. Um, yeah. Because I know... I don't think they were really including Destiny 2 at that point, but um, Bungie are working on another game, which I'm assuming yep. is going to be another live service game anyway. So that's probably one of the one of the ten, and I'm assuming factions will be. Um, it's got to be free to play. I don't think you can really, really charge for that, or you would have to charge a really low fee. But if you have Last of Us Part 1 or Part 2, you get it for free or shove it in PS plus yeah, the extra tier, you, you know, you're going to have to go down that route. Um, cause it's, you know, it was quite popular 
multiplayer game. It was, uh, you know, people were gutted when it wasn't reintroduced into the remaster or remake, whatever they're calling it, um, for part one. But if they're working on this whole new side of it, this new version of it, you wouldn't really want to have to remake it for the new consoles if you're working on a new one. So I can understand, like, resource-wise... While they, while they would do it that way. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're just going to get a few third-party games, something small, a bit of PSVR 2. Uh, so, gutted, I can't have it. Uh, I'm going to have to probably wait till Christmas for it, you know, convince the wife, you know, buy her a few <laughs> gifts through the year to get myself some brownie points in. Um, uh-huh. I, I, did, I did have, have PSVR 1, uh, and I say the, the lineup launch games were really, really good. Uh, the only issue I had with PSVR 1 was... Um, it was like I suffered a lot of eye pain. You know, I could only play it for very short periods of time because it just—it would just like my eyes would feel just—you know—they just felt like they were being squeezed. It, you know, it was horrible. Um, but I enjoyed the games. You know, Star Trek Bridge Crew is my favorite game on the PSVR. Is absolutely brilliant. You know, you get your crew. One person, the captain. You one person flies the ship. One does the weapons. One does like. The engineering side, really, really good, and um, hopefully they'll be able to bring a second one out or redo it. You know, to bring it to the to the new headset. Uh, launch up wise, bit disappointed because I think majority of the games are already out on other headsets, yeah. which is a bit a bit disappointing. Um, you know, I was hoping for like more first party, not just um, Horizon Call to the Mountain. Uh, which is a release. That's a release game, I think. Yeah, yes. I think that's a launch game, isn't it? Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, it's going to be a good experience. I can't imagine it's going to be very long, but, you know, it looks 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 amazing, looks fun, and I'd love to be in there, you know, standing there looking up, seeing, you know, the tall necks walking mm-hmm. by and stuff. And it looks good. looks really, really good. Um, so I'm a bit gutted I'm missing out in that sense, but also I think I'm also happy to wait just so we can see what comes out through the year. Because, yeah, they're, they're showing us the headset. They're making a bit of a fanfare. They've done, they've allowed, you know, we've seen a few unboxings and you keep the case to keep it in, to keep it stored. You know, it, they've definitely fully redesigned it, inside-out tracking, um, able to switch it so you can turn your headset so the cameras turn on so you can see your surroundings, which is, which is good. Because I don't know about any of you guys, but... I was one of them that I put the headset on for the PSVR one, and then it's like, shit, where did I put the uh, controllers? <laughs> and then I'm re- searching around trying to grab mm-hmm. them. And uh, I yeah. think the worst experience I had is I played Skyrim, which is fun in VR. A bit janky, but it is fun. But I remember seeing a giant, and I went to whack him with my axe, but I whacked my hand up and hit the wall <laughs> in the room that means it's small. And I, and I, I, I literally sprained my knuckle. It felt like it, was like, it just ballooned because I hit it that hard. Cause I proper swinged, and uh, but it was fun. It was worth it. It was worth it. Uh, but yeah, the whole redesign, what they've done. Um, yeah, I think it was. Um, I was watching PSI Love You XOXO the other day, where they did, you know, sort of talked on their experience with the PSVR to with what they could reveal, um, and they, you know, I think Greg Miller was saying it's quite tight as in you've got no light coming in which was a big issue with the vr1 because i found with vr1 you could see underneath and the side bit sides here you could see light through so you turn your light out but then the camera the 
PlayStation camera couldn't pick up properly the, uh, yeah. the little glowy balls on top of the wand. So yeah, your hands would be waving in the air and <laughs> and your arms just like wobbling at the side and stuff. And uh, but it's, it's good to see that they've improved that. Um, it, 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 and like I say, the dual sense features it's going to have in the headset. It's going to have in the you know the jewels. Uh, I, I, I can't remember the name what they've called them. It's not. Is it sense controllers? Yeah, they've not called it dual sense. I think it's sense controllers, something like that, where you've got all the motions and that there. So I'm I'm excited to try it, but I'm also happy to wait until there's more out for it. There's not enough there. That yeah, would say I'd have to have it day one. I'm excited to get in it. I do like VR. Um, and I kept the PSVR up until I got rid of the PlayStation 4 when I was done with that. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for it. They've got some cool things. The price point for me is still too, quite high. You know, it's all right. Again, if you've got a PlayStation 5, it's in a way it's half the cost. But if you've got to pick up the PS5 as well, you know, you're talking over a thousand for both, which you know, you could pick up the um, the Quest 2 for, I think, is it 499 because they put the price up last year, late last year. They went they put it up 100, didn't they? $100? Yeah, I think it's 399 now. Here in the US, anyway. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it'll be the same. Yeah, no, yeah, I think it's the same here in UK pounds. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. free, yeah, 399 here as well, which um a bit strange, but, you know, we, we were seeing price increases all over the place. So it was, uh, you could pick one of them up for cheaper and have a standalone experience or... But yeah, it's exciting to see and and hope we get a proper showcase as well before E3 period June, as that's also rumored, which is going to show off to get some first party games because all, all we really know that's coming out this year is Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine, sorry, uh, Spider Man yeah. Two. That's kind of like the only thing that's um, really we know that's coming out this year on the PlayStation side, and they've been very quiet. Um, whether that's due to what's going on with um, the acquisitions and things like that, and I, yeah. I don't know, but you know, it's it's we haven't had a proper showcase since it was early last year. I think we had an actual showcase where we saw what was coming, um, not just a state of play. So yeah, no, I'm interested, interested to see what comes, and looking forward to it. And you we'll know, be live streaming it if there is. Definitely, definitely. I think. Um... You know, I, I want to say that 90%, if they have a state of play um, late February, early March, I want to say 90% of that is going to be PSVR 2 because they need to advertise it as much as possible. And someone on Twitter obviously said uh, PlayStation's marketing is better than Xbox. They're 100% right because PlayStation puts a lot of thought into how they market stuff. Um, they want to market it beforehand as well as whenever it's launching to really give it that really give it that boost. And that's why I think that um, any event within like the next 30 days is going to be heavy PSVR 2. You know, they have the uh, Horizon, um, they have their Horizon VR title. They have the GT7 uh, VR that's coming up as well. And they really want as many people as they can to adopt this, not only so that they can make some of that money back through software sales, but so that they can encourage software developers to make games for the PSVR 2 because the more... The more of these developers they have willing to um, support the PSVR 2, the more likely it is to succeed in the long term. So, and, you know, I, I have to agree with Ains. I think we're going to see factions there as well. 
Um, but if we're talking about both of these events, I would say the first event that's coming up like within the next 30 days, it's going to be PSVR 2 Infactions, especially since The Last of Us show is such a hit and they're really going to want to capitalize on that momentum. The second thing in March, April, uh, May, whenever it is, the second show that's coming up, I really feel like we're going to see a few surprises. Now, we we all gave BMG shit because he was he he was a proponent for the <laughs> PS5 version of The Last of Us. We all gave him shit, but he was right because when the show came out, it sold like hotcakes. Everybody wanted to pick up the PS5 version of The Last of Us, even though you can get PS4 the last of us remastered even though you could pick that up people were still picking up ps5's version of the last of us for 70 bucks now there it's been um it's been rumored before that they're working on a twisted metal tv show it's a classic playstation ip that has been around for a while since the ps2 ps1 i believe actually and i i think that if they are working on a twisted metal tv show we could get a teaser for that at the event that takes place right before E3 because they want to start building hype for it. Um, as far as Wolverine, I also would like to see something. And I do, I completely get how some people like Wolverine, but they don't necessarily like Spider-Man. Some people complained that the Spider-Man world was um, kind of bland. It wasn't really that interesting. I, I got the platinum for Spider-Man, so I did play through it. But I do think that those um, critiques of that game are warranted. I think they hold some merit, and that's why I think a lot of people who may not pick up Spider-Man 2 might be a lot more interested in Wolverine, and I can't see Wolverine showing up at this event, but I could see something regarding Wolverine showing up at the next event, as well as more Spider-Man 2 footage, maybe some gameplay. But, um, I mean, as far as these two events, you got to look at it as if PlayStation is saying, okay, this one is focused on these two and then the later one, we'll, we might give some teasers and other stuff. So for the one coming up, I don't see them really showing off anything new. But for the one that's rumored before E3, I do see them showing at least one new thing. Just because they want to they want to keep building momentum throughout the rest of this year for Spider-Man 2. And of course, for Wolverine that might, might launch next year or the year after. And talking of superhero games, of course, uh, E3 is working on, or E3, sorry, uh -huh. EA is EA is working on an Iron Man game. Now, a lot of people, um, when Marvel's Avengers came out, a lot of people were looking forward to it. But obviously, when Marvel's Avengers didn't do as well as it should have, it um, it kind of soured people on a lot of these Marvel franchises that were coming to consoles. Um, you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's like Guardians of the Galaxy is a great game in its own right. But everything that happened with Marvel's Avengers kind of killed the hype for that. And I think with Guardians of the Galaxy doing so well, now some people are more likely to look at EA's um, Iron Man with a lot more interest. But I'm, I'm still skeptical because there was an Iron Man title before. I believe it was made by Sega. Ains, did you ever, did you ever play the Iron Man that was released for the, I believe it was the PS3? And what do you think of this new Iron Man news regarding... Electronic Arts developing it. Yeah. Um, no, I never played the old one. Um, like I said, I, I there's probably a lot of superhero games that I haven't played. Um, but yeah, no, I never touched that one. Um, I'm, I'm much more interested in this new one. I was actually just pulling up as you were talking, trying to re refresh my memory on the details about this one. So uh, it's being made by Motive. You know, Motive um, obviously just released the Dead Space remake to 
you know, yeah. very high critical acclaim. They seem like a very talented studio. And yeah. then, um, you know, they're obviously direct uh, working directly with Marvel games, and it's actually being led. The uh, uh, it's being led by the um, director of Guardians of the Galaxy, the recent game. Nice. So, as you said, that was you know that was critically well received as well. Uh, a lot of people really like that game. So it looks like the pieces are kind of in place to to make this uh, really something solid. I think it's funny because we have an ongoing joke over on a, a bitcast about Anthem. We're always talking about Anthem. It just always comes up for some reason. Yeah. And I think the one thing that uh, a lot of people agree on with Anthem is at least the flying mechanics felt really good. And I think that. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Motive and uh, that development team implement kind of the the feeling of what it's like to be Iron Man. I think that's what's yeah. that's probably like the biggest compliment I can throw at Spider Man is you know as you're flying around that city and kind of the humor that comes with it and the personality like you you really did feel like Spider Man. And I yeah. think that it's it's key to these superhero games as we're going to continue getting more of them just because of the popularity of them you have to really allow the player to fulfill the fantasy of being that character. Yes. And so I think they, they need to kind of obviously take a step back, say, what would it be like to be Iron Man? What does that look like? Um, and so, you know, hopefully they do that justice. I was trying to read some other details. It says an original narrative focused on the history of Iron Man and Tony Stark. So I don't know if that means it's going to be something like, um, you know, where uh, you're Tony Stark and it's the early days of him kind of becoming Iron Man. Yeah. Or if it's something a little later. But either way, I think uh, they've got to make Iron Man feel as powerful and kind of all-encompassing as he can be. And uh, that's going to be interesting to see how they pull that off. Because if you think about flying mechanics and kind of the, you know, the combat abilities he has and transformation yeah. back to Tony, um, we'll see. That's a, I'm sure that's going to be a pretty big task. You know, and that's that's funny because I think everybody says with Anthem, this is how Iron Man should fly. This is exactly, exactly. How, the, how the physics should be. And that it's like it's like Bioware got that perfect. And, you know, it, it's it's sad that Anthem didn't uh, that it wasn't more successful, but it was essential in the fact that it showed future studios like Motive, how Iron Man should fly, how he should react in combat, how he should move. Because yep. um, I remember I owned the Iron Man game for PS3 for maybe four hours. You know, I picked it up. I, I took it back, played it. Same day, I returned it to GameStop. And I was like, <laughs> I am not interested because the flying was wonky. You're flying all over the place. You had no way of really um, engaging enemies in combat where you weren't missing them completely or getting killed all the time. Okay. So it, it was a mess, you know. <laughs> but hearing that EA is developing this and that it's single player focused has me excited. But I also think EA kind of um they're kind of eating crow right now, so to speak, because they were the ones that were saying, Oh, single player games are gone, they're dead. <laughs> you know, what was that like four or five years ago? Yeah. And now you now you look at them making Jedi Fallen Order, it's a single player game. You look at them making Iron Man, it's a single player game. And I'm I'm glad to see that they learned from their mistakes, but I'm also glad that they have someone with the uh, developing ability, like Motive, to put this together. And me personally, I'm, I'm excited for it. I know BMG might be a little upset, but I'm actually more excited for Iron Man than I am for <laughs> Spider-Man 2. I know, I know. I'm, I'm going to get shit for him. I'm going to get shit from him for like two weeks because of this. But I mean, I am looking forward to Spider-Man 2, but I'm looking forward to Iron Man even more. Mm. Because I think Iron Man is a kick-ass uh, superhero. What do you think, BMG? Aside from my diss with Spider-Man 2, 
What are you thinking about this new Iron Man game? And did you ever play the one that came out two generations ago? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll I'll leave it for now. I'll uh, I'm sure I will uh, drag you over the coals over the next few months. Yep. You know, uh, but yeah, no, I did. I played it. Was uh, for the 360, I believe, if I remember rightly. That yeah, Iron Man came out done by yeah. Sega. Yeah, it was like a semi-open world. You literally chucked in as Iron Man. You could fly around the city. Yeah, it was rather overpowered. I think it was quite hard for you to actually be killed and stuff. But uh, it was fun. It was a fun game. The even the flying mechanics weren't actually that bad. Um, you know, it, it was. Fact, well, I mean, you, you do play Marvel Snap, though, so there's kind of like a little, <laughs> you know, quality curve there. I mean, <laughs> the the actual um, flying was pretty much the same as what um, Superman Returns was. I don't know if anyone played that. Best superhero game ever made. Superman oh, Returns. Man. No, no. I, no. I even had it. One second. Let's see if I can get <laughs> knocking anything down. I even got from the framey gate. Game guy, I had it framed. Oh my god! Wow. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> did yeah. he did he send you an email and say, "Are you sure this is the right game?" Yeah, he actually he was back back and forth in the DMs over Twitter. Sure, it's this one, <laughs> you know. And I was like, "Yes, it's an awesome game. It's so brilliant." Oh, it is. I do love that game. That is one of my. That is probably my favorite game out of any game ever. Is Superman Returns, um, and I kept, you know. Sending uh, pictures to Phil Spencer and that to let me have it on backwards compatibility, but <laughs> won't have it. Right. Won't have it. Yeah, yeah. Never send nudity pictures to head of Xbox. Doesn't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, I, it was good for, for the 360. It was all right. It was Iron Man? Uh, but like superhero games really haven't been that good really through the generations. Um, yeah, we saw it started to improve recently on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One era. Um, for, for a new Iron Man game, yeah, as anthems, the you've got you've got the flying mechanics there. You know, you just got to do away with where you have to go through the waterfalls and dip into the water to <laughs> kind of oh stop the overheating. But flying mechanic wise, you've, you've got that down to a T. You just need to put a bit more maneuverability on it. Um, and also the, the the first in Anthem, the first suit you get, um, you know, where you're more for running around more than anything else, like the rockets from the, the back and stuff like that, you know, the, the mechanics. And if you actually watch it the way, like the slide up, open up, and they've got the sound effects before rockets fly out, they've got, they've got that stuff down to a T. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to, take a lot what they can from Anthem, which was actually a good game. I actually enjoyed. Story was a bit pants, but it was fun flying through the open <laughs> world and, you know, um, what bits and bats you could do in that. It was, it was a good game, and it's a shame that it didn't get Anthem 2.0, didn't hit, because it. Uh, I think that would have been its... Uh, I would say that would might have been its No Man's Sky moment, you know, because I had all this new stuff that they announced, all this new stuff that was going to introduce, and... Yeah. Sadly, yep. it didn't work out. You know, the loot system was absolutely screwed. They tried fixing it repeatedly and it just didn't work. Uh, but for a new Iron Man game, yeah, I'd rather have an original story than trying to follow anything that the films are doing. Um, maybe I, I'd probably say instead of having to go right from the start where you, you try to first get in the suit, I'd, I'd sooner skip that. I'd rather do what. Spider-Man did where 
pretty much you get a quick explanation with a cutscene on how he became Iron Man, but actually be Iron Man. Um, big open world. Uh, it, again, it, it, it's hard because it's like, what kind of story do you go with? Do you do something that's, you know, are the Avengers involved? Are, is it like a story that ties into into that? Yeah, you're going off world. It's 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 hard to imagine what kind of story they're going to go with. You know, it's all right if the you know tie down the character who's going to play Iron Man. Um, yeah. You know the mechanics and stuff, but it's you also you've got to have that story there, and it's like, what kind of story would you want from Iron Man? And top of my head, I don't think there's actually anything that I haven't already seen in a film or anything that actually jumps to mind that I'd want to see, if I'm honest. Um, I am more excited for something in Spider-Man because the first one set up the second one and there's so much lore and so much going on, whereas Iron Man, yeah, I love Marvel films, love superhero films, seen all the Avengers or Iron Man films, all the films that tie into to it but i just can't think of a story that i'd actually really want to see that we haven't already been told through films if i'm honest it's some i just now comes to mind um i'm not over excited for it obviously i'm going to play it anyway because it's iron man <laughs> yeah iron man. i think um give me I a michael keaton man... batman game yeah well that that might happen with the uh, upcoming um yeah. I don't even know what that movie's called with with the flash I don't even remember flash, what it's called the flash did did you watch it did you watch the trailer yeah with with um general zod and um with michael keaton superman yeah. it also has batfleck yep batman yeah. no, michael keaton wasn't <laughs> superman he was batman how awesome yeah. is it to see him and right at the end i'm batman <laughs> Yeah, you know, in in Iron Man's defense, though, in Iron Man's defense, um, Marvel is a big place. You know, it's a big place. There's a lot of bad guys. There's a lot of also superheroes we haven't seen yet. And um, I don't think any of us could have called the storyline that went into Guardians of the Galaxy, but it worked so well for how they crafted it. So if you have um, people putting together this story that respect the source material and really care about it, I think we're going to see something special from Iron Man, especially since, um, you know, it's single player focused and that obviously means it's going to be story focused. And with motive taking the lead on this, um, I'm very optimistic towards it. Uh, Speaking of superhero games, there's actually a Wonder Woman game also in development. Um, And I know it's Wonder Woman's not necessarily a superhero that I think we've ever seen a superhero game for. But Monolith Productions, um, that is known for, you know, Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War. Um, They're developing a single-player open-world action game, and of course it's starring Wonder Woman. And it is being published, obviously, by WB, but I want to say that it's pretty early in development. Um, I don't even know if they're expecting this to come out in 2024, but I did want to bring it up. Um, Ains, is the idea of a Wonder Woman superhero game, something that you would want to play. Yeah, I think, um, yes, I think a lot of these games, like in my mind, it's really just comes down to quality. I realize that sounds kind of obvious, right? But like when you think about these different superheroes, obviously if you grew up with one or you have an affinity for one, that's going to be the one you want to play most. And that, that obvious, you know, that makes perfect sense. But I think, like, if you're someone like me who, outside of maybe Punisher or Wolverine, like I said, I don't really have a huge love for any specific superhero. 
yeah. I'll play the game if it's a really good game, right? Like if it's right. just polished and 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 well made, uh, I'll play it. And I think Wonder Woman is just another one of those characters that has a you know huge strength of abilities. And you know, if it's a good game, it's a good game. I do have confidence in Monolith. I mean, Monolith, they're a super talented studio. Yeah. Um, they they've made a lot of cool games. Obviously, they hit it big with the uh, Lord of the Rings games, the Shadow games, like you said. And they made one of my favorite little games, which most people forget about nowadays, but Gotham City Imposters back on the 360. Oh, it was uh, a free to play game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was. It was a multiplayer only game. I don't know if it was free right, to play right. back then. I can't remember, but yeah, I, that game I adored. And there's still like this cult following for that game that was made by Monolith as well and based on a comic. So. I nice. think that uh, the talent they have will will shine through, and um, you know, hopefully, it's a really good game. And as BMG said too, like, you know, we, we grew up. I think many of us, or at least me, I'm old, uh, grew up with a lot of licensed games being poor. It was just like they yeah. were movie tie-ins, they were budget titles, you know, low developers just making a buck really off of the IP. Whereas yeah. I think you know the modern games, like we said, the Spider-Man's, the Guardians of the Galaxy, all the the, the newer ones, they're so. I think the success of the MCU and in the, the kind of film industry has translated over to the gaming industry and the success of Spider-Man and those other games has uh, kind of proven it out that I think that publishers know how much, how popular these games can be if they're done well. And so yeah. we're just going to see better and better quality superhero games. I think, I think, um, I think Wonder Woman is interesting because if, in my opinion, if you look at DC, the top three characters, obviously, it's Batman, it's Superman, but the third is Wonder Woman, you know? And I think those three together kind of run the Justice League. And so to see, you know, obviously we've had tons of Batman games, but to see them do a Wonder Woman game um, kind of makes you wonder if if Warner Brothers wants to, later on, maybe with the next game after this or the game after that, establish some type, some type of Justice League um you know, some type of Justice League connected universe, because I know it didn't work out with Marvel's Avengers, but we've seen other superhero games tie in together all these characters. Spider-Man is a good example because it tied in all of these uh, bad guys. And of course, Spider-Man for the PS4 had a number of references to like Marvel's Avengers and Daredevil and other characters. So it, it kind of makes you wonder if Warner Brothers isn't trying to follow in those footsteps with Wonder Woman and then later on maybe get a Superman game as well. I know um, there's there was actually a rumor about an upcoming, uh, let me see, Warner Brothers game Montreal's next DC game is single player on Unreal Engine 5. Now this is not Wonder Woman. They haven't said what it is yet, but of course the speculation is running wild. Everyone is hoping this is going to be a Superman game. Do you think, Ains, that that could possibly be a Superman game? Or if it's not a Superman game, what what character would you see um, being a good fit for that type of game? Yeah, yeah, there's been, uh, as you said, right, I think that because of the popularity of the movies and the money they make, it's always about money at the end of the day, right? And the popularity yeah. of the games and these characters. I, I just think you already said it, that the there is a hierarchy for um the the ip strength of these characters spider-man is massive batman is massive yeah uh but superman is right up there and i think that you know the, i think the 
the things we've heard about Superman games before is how do you make a good Superman game? He's all powerful. How do you combat that? And I, it's a video game. Like I, I yeah. definitely foresee ways that developers can do that. And I think, as we just said, like the investment that these studios are going to make now into these IPs, knowing how big they can be. I don't think, I don't think we can get away from seeing a big budget AAA Superman title for much longer. So it wouldn't surprise yeah. me at all if this is Superman. Um, and uh you know they they kind of start to nail it what a superman game can really be i'm i would be excited about that too i think that the if the fantasy of these games is becoming a superhero then you know to some degree i guess you could argue that the the all-encompassing power fantasy is superman because he's you know he's damn near indestructible you know what i mean like i mean he can do everything he can um so i think that could be really cool if done right the you start talking about what's capable in these new games with engines you know you mentioned unreal 5 and you know i've done a lot of research on that lately because of the damn halo news um and so you know the physics capabilities the open world capabilities i think they can finally find a way to kind of give superman a big open world that you can fly around and just you know have destructibility within the environments and and put that together so a little long-winded there sorry but i think that uh if I had to bet on anything, I'm with you that I think I would probably bet on it being a Superman game because they're going to capitalize on that character sooner rather than later. Right. I definitely agree. Um, BMG, what are your thoughts on the odds of this being a super a Superman game? And what do you think about um, the upcoming Wonder Woman game? Uh, well, when they announced Wonder Woman, I was very disappointed. Very. Not as in character you know it'll be an exciting exciting to play a game as wonder woman but we were all hoping for a superman game and there was bits from a superman game that were teased over the last couple of years or so and that is what we should have had and then they canned it to move you know for suicide squad and took some assets from what they made from the game into that so i was gutted i wanted a superman game i've been wanting a superman game since superman returns i can't play that anymore because i don't have a 360 and they won't give me on backwards compatibility. So give me a Superman <laughs> game. Make me so overpowered. Uh, and let me go crazy if I want to go crazy. Save people, kill people, destroy the world, whatever. Give me a Superman <laughs> game. But I think Lex Luthor might be better suited for you with the way things are, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my, I style my hairstyle on uh, Michael <laughs> Rosenberg's Lex Luthor character from Smallville. My idol. <laughs> Right, <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's it's hard because um, James Gunn, who's now head of of DC, who's unifying, which is so bizarre to me. How the hell they're going to make the cartoons, TV shows, the films, and the games all connect? Because that's what they've said. Whoever plays the actor in the film is going to play the actor in the game. Who's right. going to play the actor on the TV show? Who's going to play the voice on the um, the animated version? I, personally, I don't think you, you can possibly do that because what if an actor decides he wants to leave or whatever? I don't know. But how how they're going to connect all that is just I don't understand how they're going to do it. Um, so if it's going to be a Superman game, it'll be whoever's going to be playing the next Superman. Which getting rid of Henry Cavill was the biggest mistake that uh, <laughs> DC yeah. ever made. Uh, yeah. Come on, come on, Henry. Forget the Witcher. We want you back as Superman for the next three films. Yeah, no worries. See you later, Witcher. Oh, sorry, mate. 
we don't want you anymore. Sorry. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, that was you know, pretty rough. He, yeah, that was that was bad. Look, luckily he's 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 kind of got the projects in mind that he wants to do because he wants to do where uh, what was that? What was that game he wants? Is it will not World of Warcraft? Warhammer. Another one. Warhammer. That's yep. it. Warhammer, because he's a big, huge Warhammer yeah. fan. So he wants to do a Warhammer film. It's, uh, he's been pushing for that. So that's probably going to be a thing. Um, but if I'm hoping it's a Superman game, but in the direction they've sort of going now with DC, I haven't got much faith. I just can't see how it's all going to connect because everything's got to connect. If it, something happens in the game, it connects to the films, the TV shows, and it's just like, how how are you going to do that? It just seems something that's so, you, something that you can't manage. Uh, it's all right having films and TV shows to connect with each other because Marvel do it. They've long-winded do it, and you have to watch like thousands of hours of episodes to see what happens in between films and things, which is just absolutely stir-crazy. You know, I, I hated that I had to sit through She-Hulk. You know, last thing I wanted <laughs> to see was She-Hulk twerking. It's just like, why do I need to see this? Oh, no. Wow. You know, well, I can just imagine you got you got Batman in the Batcave just twerking with Alfred stood there going, nice one, sir, nice one. You know, it's just, no. <laughs> Yeah. What an image. Well, you know, it's, it's going Ugh. back to the George Clooney Batman where he's got nipples on his suit. <laughs> Oh, oh, remind God. me of that movie. Bad memory. Bad memory. Oh, yeah, that was a pretty yes. bad movie. Yeah, terrible. It was. It was awfully bad. Yeah, yeah. but okay. No, so I, I, I've just got no hope. I've got no hope for them. And now whatever well, they're going to make is not going to be good. Well, what if they? What if you could have both a Wonder Woman game and a Superman game? I'd have them both. I'd have them both, but Superman <laughs> would be my preference because I've wanted to be play a game as Superman for a very long time. So, All right, so let's well, let's yeah, say for I, arguments. It's interesting. Well, let's say for argument's sake that it's not Superman for whatever reason, because as Ayn said, um, you'd have to almost nerf Superman, so he you know couldn't destroy the entire landscape. So we already know Wonder Woman's in development. They said this is another superhero game, and it's not likely to be a second Wonder Woman game already. Um, Ains and BMG, I want to know your thoughts on like two other characters from the DC universe that you could see them making a video game about. Ains, go ahead. Put me on the spot, man. I told you I'm not a big superhero <laughs> guy. I'm gonna like start pulling up Google. I mean, you know, you could uh, <laughs> you could uh, just go with guys from the uh, you know the Justice League. Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, what does a what does a Flash game look like? Um, you know, I, I don't. It's kind of weird because it's almost even worse than Superman in terms of trying to visualize it because Flash is flash right you yeah. super quick how does that translate to game mechanics how does that translate to story what are you doing just zooming around the world what are you trying to accomplish yeah um, you'd have to nerf his speed is what you'd have to do yeah and then you're not flash right you, then you're getting yeah. rid of the power fantasy of being flash so exactly, yeah. uh yeah i don't know what that looks like i honestly um i I don't know, honestly. I, I BMG probably have a much better answer than me. I will tell you randomly, a random thought is, I would love a AAA good Hellboy game. That would um, be a- Ooh, I, yeah. I like Hellboy as a character. He's kind of fun. He's not 
ridiculous in terms of kind of power, right? Um, you can kind of make it actual combat, melee combat, shooting combat, like a third-person action game with Hellboy, I think would be really fun. This, you know, there's a Hell, Hellboy game coming out this year, isn't there? Hmm. Yeah, it's like one. a... Uh, it's the one based on Mike Minotti, is it? Uh, the original artist of Hellboy. Um, I only know that because I had a statue of him that I sold. Uh, but um, yeah, I know there's that one, but uh, you know that's kind of like a 2D, smaller type game, right? Hmm, now you have me wondering um, if DC has to be limited to like Justice League characters. That's interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. What do you think, BMG? Two characters well, from DC. I'm literally well, Googling right now to help myself. My, my <laughs> first one would be would be Green Lantern. The film was awful. You know, one yeah. of Ryan Reynolds' worst films he's ever done. But you could do a Green Lantern film, a game where you can have the flying mechanics. You can, you know, you create things with a ring, but you're not invincible. You can be killed like any other character. So you could have that set on multiple planets in space. Uh, so Green Lantern would be a good way to go because you've got there's quite a lot of story and lore in that as well. You know, with the where they go the opposite with the ring. You know, it's many things to go for. But what would be ideal for me? And it's not a superhero game, a villain game, the Joker. Ah, okay. That would be then interesting. You could be the Joker, and you could have Batman in the game, and Batman's obviously. He's technically the it to us would be the enemy in the game, but we're playing the Joker going down that route, you know, causing chaos, destroying things, and ultimately facing down with Batman. I would I'd love a game going that route, an actual game where you play the villain and mm. not the you know, not the good guy, not the hero. Do it do it a bit different, go the opposite go the opposite way. Um or even maybe a Black Adam game, go down mm. that route. Yeah. He's got a lot of powers and stuff, but he's not invincible. He can be killed, can be injured. Um, in fact, in the if you don't, if anyone's watched the awful Black Adam film, which is really is bad film, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's already weapons and technology in place that that can hurt him anyway. So um, yeah, there's a quite there's a lot of options you can go with, but it's just with DC when everything could DC, it's always Batman, Superman, Flash. Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, that's yeah. pretty much it. Um, so I, I would probably just go the opposite side, start looking at the villains, go the villains route, do something a bit different. Have a Penguin game where it's a bit like the Godfather where you're trying to take over the city and Monster have gang taking over. Yeah, 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 because yeah. they're actually they're in currently in the, the filming at the moment a, a Penguin TV show with the um, Colin Farrell who played Colin Farrell, Penguin. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a TV show in, in that. Maybe go use some of that material, go off that a bit, maybe do something like that. Yeah, like like a Mafia Godfather type thing. Go that route instead of it having to be a superhero saving the world. You know, you could still have superheroes in it that are trying to stop you and some smaller characters. But, yeah, maybe maybe go that, that route. You know, you've got um, the Hawk and things like that. There's, there's, there's a lot, a lot of... DC characters that just aren't utilized at all because you've got the is it Justice of America, I think they're called, which again, a lot of characters we got like Dr. Fate and things like that, and they have a Dr. Yeah. Fate game. You know, it's, it's true. the thing is, 
when you use less known characters, it's hard to get traction to people to play them. But yeah, I'd like a villain game, and I'd quite like a Joker game, being the Joker. I think a Joker game would be interesting. What about, uh, I was looking it up, and what about... (laughs) <laughs> what about like an Aquaman game? Is he big enough as a character now with the the modern movies to uh, to make a game out of that somehow? Mm, I mean, yeah. he's had he's had one, so you yeah, could. The, I the film know. was all right. The film was okay. wasn't brilliant. To be honest, oh, what? Oh god, what was that? Uh, you could have like a Deadshot film. What was that TV show with John Cena in? I can't remember his name. Peacemaker. John Cena. Peacemaker. Like you could do Peacemaker. that too. That would be brilliant. That'd be fun. Just, yeah. That I don't know if anyone's watched that TV show, but it's high is hilarious. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. You know, and uh, spoilers for the end of it, but right at the very end, once everything's done in uh, Peacemaker, he's walking off, and then Superman turns up with the Flash and Aquaman. And um, Peacemaker accuses Aquaman for sleeping with fish, literally. uh, (laughs) That's the funniest thing I've seen Aquaman in with a flash. It's like, yeah, you do like someone to sleep with fish. And it's, yeah, you know, you got got that route to go. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, something interesting about about the information that's leaked regarding this is not necessarily that it's a superhero game. Just that it's a DC game, it's single player, and it's on Unreal Engine 5. Now, a lot of us are automatically saying, oh, it's DC, it's superheroes, right? But going back over the information, it only says that it's a DC game. And characters like Constantine and Judge Dredd actually belong to DC. Mm. It's oh, single player focused. Constantine have, would be awesome. Yeah, mm. yeah, because, I mean, we haven't really mm. seen a Constantine video game that I've, that I've ever seen before. And, of course, um, you know, the, the Constantine film, with Keanu Reeves was extremely interesting. Um, it was it was kind of it, it was kind of it's based on a comic book, but it's like it's a comic book movie like we've never seen before. And for them to come up with a, I know that a lot of people had wanted a Constantine sequel. Keanu Reeves himself had said before he was open to it, so it would be interesting to see if they tried to throw some weight behind it with a Constantine-based video game. And Dread, of course, you know everyone. Everyone is always talking about a Dread video game, which I think would be phenomenal. Um, I think we've actually talked about it on the XBL Party podcast as well, to some length, because like the Punisher, you know, Dread is very visceral. He's very violent, and he definitely has a cult following. Um, and I know Ains, you had mentioned that you uh, were a fan of the Punisher. Have you ever? Has Dread been one of those characters that you've ever been interested in? Uh, when I was younger, a little bit. Yeah, I haven't followed it, you know, closely. But yeah, he was one of the ones that, uh, you know, uh, kind of struck that same nerve, if you will, as Punisher. Punisher yeah. was always my go-to um, when I was younger. But yeah, he's there. And about Constantine, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I just looked it up because I was like, I swear I heard something about that recently. Um, yeah. So th- they are making, as you, it's funny you bring that up because they are making, finally, the sequel to Keanu Reeves' Constantine. They're nice. making Constantine oh. 2 with Keanu Reeves. It was announced back in September. Um, so it, it could be just a coincidence. Who knows? But you may be on to something timing-wise around, you know, potentially uh, uh, the Constantine coming back to the forefront, you know, in terms yeah. of a movie with Keanu Reeves and a potential game. 
And I know, oh. I know they had just they, they teased this. Um, not necessarily, it wasn't officially. It was kind of through back channels, if you want to call it that. But the fact that they're actually developing this and they have a job listing uh, from WB Games Montreal, um, it could already be significantly in development. If it is a Constantine game, it could already be significantly in development with it releasing shortly after the movie shows up. Yeah, could very well be. Let's let's just hope. Keanu Reeves doesn't curse it and it turns into the new Matrix film. Wow, well, <laughs> I don't think awful. I don't think that was his part. All right, I don't he think want, no, he wanted it. He wanted to do another sequel to the Matrix. Nobody else wanted it. He <laughs> it. look at yeah. the crap we got. Oh my god. I would have rather seen a reboot than that rubbish. Oh, oh my god. God, it made the Matrix Online game look really more entertaining, <laughs> and that was awful. Wow. Oh. <laughs> so I was you, didn't, you didn't like it then? Yeah. No. <laughs> I was, I actually paid because I waited until it came so you could watch, you know, rent it to watch at home. Yeah. And I just remember putting my head on the coffee table and just whacking the back of my head repeatedly to try and help me forget the film. It was, <laughs> wow. I just couldn't see it. It was just so bad. And I was like, Jesus. that's like time of my life. I am never getting back. Cheers, Keanu. <laughs> wow. how, how much do you want to bet, right? And I, I will put money on it. How much do you want to bet that in Constantine 2, he's got long hair and a beard? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know how you bad need... does he look without that beard now? He's oh. yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's true. It's possible. Um, yeah, look at I... look at his other bad stinker. What was the new Bill and Ted face the music? Jesus Christ! It it, it looked yeah. like he was a former priest that just got released from prison for doing things oh, he shouldn't be. Jesus. I can already see John Wick film. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I can already see YouTube pulling this like 15 minutes after it's live. Thanks, BMJ. <laughs> uh, this, you know what? This one is actually a live. This one is light compared to some of the shit he said before. So we should be all right. Don't, BMG, don't say any of that crazy shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Keeping it, nope. keeping it down. Keep toning it down. I'm toning yes. it down. Very good. Very good. Um, changing gears a little bit from the superhero thing and... Um, Keanu Reeves looking like a priest that just got out of prison. <laughs> um, European PS5 sales in January were reportedly up 200% year over year. Sony's console is benefiting from more readily available stock in key markets. Um, according, across European markets in January, PS5 sales are up 202% compared to the year before. Um, PS5 was the number one console last month. Switch falls to number two. While the Xbox Series X and S are number three, sales down 32%. Um, Ains, do you think that, do you think it's more that these consoles are available, or do you think um, the lineup that PlayStation has had thus far has helped more to um, increase the sales of this console? Quite frankly, I think it's both. Um... They the PlayStation Five, like if you look at all the analytics around uh, globally, right around um, the kind of uh, brand strength of the console, uh, meaning how many people want it versus how many can get it. It's clear that supply has been a problem for the first two years, yeah. and they announced I want to say about third quarter ish that production was finally ramping up and they would you know get out of this hole if you will, and so I think that combined with the fact that 
God of War Ragnarok was a monumental success. It sold what 11 million copies in like the first month or whatever, or, or before yeah. the end of the year. Um, combined with the success of The Last of Us now, and that just kind of going through the roof with the show. I mean, just they're just kind of from a cultural standpoint, they're hitting on all cylinders. Um, and it's, you know, I've said before that, you know, you you read Twitter long enough, you go brain dead. Um, yeah, but, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I see people talking about, you know, all kinds of different things about PlayStation. And it's just like, it, it, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks personally. If you look at their financials, and I, I have their uh, fiscal results literally right in front of me as you start to talk about this. I mean, they're just, they're impressive across the board, hugely impressive. And they're setting records. And keep in mind, when you're talking about PlayStation setting fiscal records around revenue and profitability it's playstation like yeah playstation has been a gigantic player in the gaming industry for um you know nearly 30 years now so uh yeah. and, and playstation 4 obviously another monumental success so anyway it, it's just i think it's a combination of all factors whether you like jim ryan or not whether you like what they're doing or not everyone has opinions on various aspects of that at the end of the day the numbers are the numbers and it's you can only look at the ps5 and what playstation is currently doing as a financial success even yeah. if you have problems with you know like i said various specific things but yeah they're they're crushing it man um it's it's wild to see it and when you think about the fact that they're coming into 2023 they've got psvr 2 they've got spider-man 2 let's not forget that spider-man 1 is the best-selling playstation first party game of all time uh, yeah. It's number one. So PlayStation 2 is going to probably dwarf even what Ragnarok did when it launches later this year, assuming it's on track. And they're just, I don't know what else to say about them. Man. It's just, it's all on the up and up for them right now. So it's its cool to see as a fan of gaming yeah. that PlayStation is doing so well. And, and all I can hope being, like I said, kind of for whatever reason, hugely interested in PSVR 2, just don't veto me, please. Don't right. Vita me. I yeah. love the Vita to death. I still think it's an, an incredible device, you know, so many years later. And I just hope that they uh, they double down on their investment for um, uh, VR2 and obviously the rest of First Party. Definitely. I know I know you earned some brownie points with BMG. Jim Ryan is his unofficial uncle. So, you know, anytime, <laughs> anytime he hears someone uh, talk up Jim Ryan, he's like, yep, that's right. You know. <laughs> oh my god i i can say that well I'll, I'll pull back a little bit then uh i'm not the biggest fan of jim ryan in terms of um he is he's what i call very corporate and i i work my career jobs in a in a uh a big corporate um you know corporation uh, right. i'm in leadership i work with executive leadership so i'm kind of around certain people that put off certain demeanors a lot and Jim Ryan, especially when you compare him to Sean Layden, he's yeah. just a different person, you know, and, and that's neither good or bad. It, it's whatever. He's being extremely successful with the brand, whether you like him or not. But right. as a person, he just comes off incredibly corporate to me. He's very cold. Uh, and I don't like if he speaks, I could fall asleep. I just don't care. Um, How can he not look hot smile? Look <laughs> I just don't smile? care. He does nothing for me. I like I I'd love to see these financial results with Sean Layden still coming out and talking to me because he just felt so genuine, whereas Jim yeah. doesn't. But regardless, like I said, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of him. If he's doing a good job, he's doing a good job. And and by all accounts, he's doing a good job. 
And BMG, we know where uh, you stand with Jim Ryan. So um, aside from, by the way, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. Like, I don't know if you actually like him or don't like him, but <laughs> my my own my uncle dancing Jimmy Ryan. Oh, he's he's there to protect us gamers. He's looking after us. He's there fighting in courts, go flying around the world, seeing these regulators. Banging on their doors, <laughs> chucking PS5s at them, oh, chucking no. PSVR2s at them, saying, you block this deal, we need to protect our gamers. Well, my yep. gamers at home, <laughs> shedding a tear. You know, you know, he's he's never going to give up on us. He's never going to run around and desert us. He's there forever. <laughs> Love you, Jim. Oh, no, no, he's <laughs> yeah. he's a businessman. He's, he's a businessman, that's all it is, yeah. You're yeah, right. yeah. It's, it, it's just because we use it's hard because, like, all through PlayStation, you know, especially through the PlayStation 4 era, it's been these um, personalities on the front, people we've got to know, people we like, you know. Um, Shuei is, sure. you know, every he was such a, you know, big front of PlayStation. And anytime, any, he's like all that smile and enthusiasm, you listen to everything he said. Sean Layden the same. You just you just like every every word they said. You just listened off, and he just he knew how to connect with an audience and speak yeah. with an audience, and they were good at that. But they PlayStation Sony pivoted in a different direction, and obviously they decided they wanted to get away from that and just go more business route, concentrate on more of that side of stuff, and. Jim Ryan's the right person for that. He's whether you like him or not, he's the right man for the job. You know, he's he's literally he, and the the proofs there in the pudding with, you know, you've got Herman Holst. You know, I think I think he's he's quite he's a really really good guy from what we've seen. You know, he's quite good when he's talking to people. When we see him on like when it's the state of plays or showcases, and he's talking to the audience because he's been there at the ground floor, started from the bottom, built his way up to head of a studio to now be head of PlayStation Studios. And um, so, you know, I think a lot of more the directions with him and in like the games wise than Jim Ryan is. Jim yeah. Ryan's overall steering the business and. But we forget that Herman Holst is the one that's greenlighting games or turning games down or making them change direction. That's more of his side of things, isn't it? And we don't, no one really talks, no one ever talks about Herman Holst. And he's the guy, the head of PlayStation Studios. He's the one that's directing it more. And, uh, you know, you just can't deny the games that they do. Uh, You know, we always have this thing on the XBL Party podcast where every PlayStation game's the same. You know, and to me, they're not. It's I can understand where people are coming from, but the sales and the games and the stories in the game say, you know, it's different. It says different, makes you feel different emotions, makes you feel different, different experiences. And I mainly play games for the story. The story is important to me. I like to forget what's going on in the world and immerse myself into the lives of these characters and this world and explore what's going on there. And I do play multiplayer games here and there with friends, and I, I don't mind that, but that's where my focus is, is story. And PlayStation, without fail, have always provided that. You know, Uncharted Games, absolutely love the series. It's it's one of my best series on PlayStation. I love all the games, the depth of the characters. God of War, the originals, 
I was always a bit iffy on because, yes, there was a bit of a story there, but not as much. It was just about, you know, bloodying everything up as much as you can. Whereas <laughs> the God of War 2018, I connected to so much on quite an emotional level and yeah, um, sort of the emotional experiences between Kratos and Atreus. Um, I've sort of had them experiences with... Um, my father and me with um, my son, and I connected quite deeply there, and it and it just informed me even more of what was going on, and it was more of not so much the where you was going in the game, but that relationship between the characters, and it's and it's hard sometimes for people to be able to do that. Naughty Dog are just they're just a, a talent. Um, you know, above probably nearly every studio going, if it might, in my opinion, I just think they just the stories they can tell and things they can do. Um, and like God of War, Ragnarok, again, you're building more, more on that. But as for recently, it was more of Kratos's story opening up more and becoming more of a, a human than. A demigod, and it's just it's yeah. just the way they went with it. I don't know if either of you have played God of War Ragnarok and finished it, but um, yeah. it's such a such a good game. And there is a spoiler. I don't know if obviously Sentinel. I don't know if you want to do that story or not about the alternate ending to God of War, um, which was originally planned, but because you obviously you've not played the game, <clears throat> game so if, if not, say, ignore that one. Um, but it's like like. The ending of Ragnarok as well. It's not the big boss fight and that at the end. It's it's what comes after that and that father and son thing again. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but that's quite yeah. a hard thing to do. To what happens, and it's hard because I don't want to don't want to spoil it for you, for you, Sentinel, or anyone else watching and listening. It's 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 hard that what happens at that point. It's quite hard from a if especially if you're a parent, you can, from a parent point of view, looking at it, it's like what happens. It's quite hard to, if 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 I had been in that situation, if that sort, you know, make make sense. But they they just know how to places PlayStation, especially Naughty Dog, just know how to grab you and pull you in. And it's just such they just make amazing games. And yeah, yeah, they agreed. they've got more consoles on the market they're selling millions upon millions of games like say as as i said um when when people say you know what was the point in making a last of us part one remake it's like it's not aimed at anyone that's already got the game or played the games it's getting new people in the ecosystem people are going to yeah. watch that tv show and when literally as soon as that first episode finished playstation was straight on twitter Hope you enjoyed the first episode. It was explosive. Oh, by the way, you can play Last of Us Part 1 on the PlayStation 5. Yep. I wonder how many consoles yep. and copies of that game that sold, because that's where it's aimed at. That's who it's aimed at. And I want to play it. You know, I've not played Last of Us Part 1 for a long time, because I think I was more in that uncharted um, mindset, because both games play completely different. And it was hard to go from Uncharted to Last of Us because it's a whole different experience and mechanics. And I do want to go back to it. And I do want to, um, the more I've watched the show, you know, I watched the latest episode, which aired the day before the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Amazing episode. 
absolute and loved it. And and I and I just keep thinking I just really want to play the game. I really want to pick a game and get into the game again and actually get it on the built for the PS5. So you know, yeah, you can't. And I, you just can't doubt what they're doing. I, th- I think that's what separates um, PlayStation from Xbox right now, is Xbox has to fight to get people to talk about them, whereas PlayStation they drop one thing and everybody can't stop talking about them, so they don't have to do much. It's efficient marketing, and um, you know I think they're efficient marketing. I think their stellar lineup that they keep building on all these IPs that they've invested in, as well as these consoles being more readily available, has helped them to reach new heights with these console sales, and. To be perfectly honest, I would not be surprised if the lifetime sales for the PS5 eclipse the PS4 just because it seems like they're looking at what didn't work last generation as far as their marketing goes, and they're really working on fixing it this generation. You also look at the Last of Us TV show and, of course, at the Twisted Metal TV show that's upcoming, and they're really um, branching out to help build that PlayStation hype. And I think all of this is working collectively together to um, not only build um, the amount of people playing on PlayStation, but just the amount of people talking about PlayStation. Um, The last thing I do want to mention before we move on to our last story is, um, you know, everyone complains. They say, oh, you know, all these games are cookie cutter. They're, you know, third person, uh, you know, they're third person action, this and that. But how many of these successful um, AAA multi-platform games have we seen that have been third person action exactly like playstation it's it's like um you know i understand some people only game on xbox and they don't understand how great these games are or that they're not cookie cutter that they actually have a lot of um there's there's a lot of difference between a game like days gone and uncharted and the last of us and the horizon series then people give them credit for and it's um that level of quality i think that Xbox really needs to strive for because PlayStation hasn't figured out. And that's kind of why everyone talks about them as being the premier gaming brand, you know, yeah. because play, PlayStation hasn't figured out. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's like that's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, they all do the same games, but with a different skin. But it's like, yeah, you've got, what, five Gears of Wars games, six Halo games. They're all first-person games. Yes. You've got team racing games. They're all racing games. But that's yeah. different. It's like, oh, that's okay. But it's well, no, it's not. It's the same. There's only so many different perspectives and styles you can do a game. And but if it works, why change it? If it's working, it's selling, it's making games, it's giving you different experiences. Why change it? You know, like Ghost of Tsushima is an absolute amazing game. I didn't think it's a game I would like as you know, open world you know, third-person game, but the, the yeah. story, the game, the world, and, and it does it does something different. You don't get a marker on a map and you have to follow the marker. Ghost of Tsushima, you have to look for the wind. The wind blows in the direction you're going to your next objective. Yes. You've got to follow stuff. You know, there's you do it differently. You don't just look at... You, you haven't got a map. You don't look like a map and fight. there's my dot, I walk over there, follow that line. Like the wind, you've got to watch the direction of the winds going and then make your way to that. It's, you know, doing something a bit different and, you know, and appreciated that. And I've got a, feel, I've got a feeling we're going to hear about what Sucker Punch is doing this year, maybe at the showcase. But yeah, at the end of the day, I like Xbox. I like PlayStation. I've got both both the, the new consoles, love them both, love games on both of them. Um, but yeah, Xbox do need to just 
try and do things a bit different. I know they're trying, but and people say they're not moving fast enough. But again, it's like it's like a giant ship, isn't it? You know, you start yeah. turning, it turns slowly. It's not something you can just course correct straight away. It takes time and you know, and what have you. And with everything that's going on at the moment, it's hard to see that. But I'm quite confident with what the Xbox have got coming out this year as well. You know, it's I'm so really looking forward to Starfield. Um, I'm quite excited to play that. I know a lot of people didn't like the gameplay they saw this year. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It gave me a bit more of an insight into the game. And hopefully they do what, you know, 343 did with Halo, go away and come back and show us better. Show us what yeah. they've ta- taken in, what people have said, and improve upon that. And I think Starfield will do that. And the, the delay was well-deserved. And it was, you know, take all the time you need when it comes to games. You know, no point rushing it rushing the game out early just to get it out just you know you'd rather get fan backlash on the game delay than fan backlash on the game being bad because it's there's constant bugs and issues and performance issues but yeah it's it's hard it's hard but yeah it's um, hopefully both gonna have really good lineups this year and we're gonna see some really good stuff now Cole because even Phil Spencer said can't use COVID as an excuse anymore because we're past that point now. So, yeah, good games. That's what we need. Good games on both. Now, um, with our last topic, obviously we're talking about Microsoft and their clash with PlayStation. Um, there were a number of, there were a few topics, um, a few news stories, but um, I think the one I want to, and keep in mind, some of this is mudslinging by these gaming journalist organizations. They're talking about how heated it's getting between Microsoft and PlayStation. So I wanted to be very uh, discerning with which uh, with which topic I picked for our last discussion. Ains, I know you said you work in a corporate environment. Um, now, the story we're talking about next, um, Microsoft and Activision bizarrely demand PlayStation leadership's performance reviews. I think um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because I think for a lot of us, we're kind of, you know, even those of us that are outside the corporate world, we're like, what are they doing? You know, what are your thoughts on this? Um, Are they overstepping their bounds or is this something that they have the right to see? It's certainly interesting. Um, I wouldn't have expected it. I, I can't speak from you know, a place of knowledge on the ins and outs of how these types of kind of debates uh, for major deals go um, <clears throat> specifically with relation to this. But I, I think, you know, uh, VMG was joking about Jim Ryan and and he has been kind of this uh, uh, all hands on deck opposition to this deal. Right. And there's a number yeah. of reasons for that because, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about it and we could get into it, but um, you know, he's just looking out for his business, you know, and he, it doesn't matter what he looks like to the public. doesn't matter what happens on Twitter. He's looking out to protect the business in any way that he can for Sony. And I think that Microsoft has gotten to a place now where, you know, I, I speak to Hoag Law a lot, as you know, he's on my show and, uh, you know, yeah. he's very uh, knowledgeable on this kind of stuff. So I, I ping him all the time and ask him specifics. And what he made clear from the start is, um, and now it's evolved a lot, is that you know he was pretty much 60-40 on this deal going through. Whether or not there'll be concessions, we'll see. But I think what specifically on this topic, what we're beginning to see is that PlayStation and it seems like maybe a few other companies have really started to push back and go into the nitty-gritty with any angle they can use to fight against uh, this acquisition going through kind of 
unaltered. Um, and I think Microsoft is at a place now where they're pushing back in any way that they can um, yeah. as the CMA and, you know, the EU and all these uh, regulatory bodies start to kind of um, uh, go in for their final reviews. So, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys are familiar. The, the FTC in the, in the U.S. Is, has its own kind of things going on with it right now. There's dissent yeah. among their own leadership and, um, you know, there's just there's so many different angles to this deal. But I I think this specifically is one. It's strange. I never would have thought, uh, nor am I even sure. I, I don't know, but I'm not sure if that would be even something that would be feasible. Obviously, it goes without saying Microsoft has some of the best lawyers on the planet. They are very familiar with uh, regulatory bodies and, you know, how to manage these things. And they've been confident from the start, even if it had to go to court that yeah. this was going to go through. Um, so obviously they know something I don't and many people don't, but it, it it is absolutely kind of bizarre to think that a company, the company that is trying to acquire another company is asking for performance reviews of a third-party company that is really not involved in the deal, right? They're just yeah. kind of putting their thoughts on what the deal could impact from a gaming market-wise. But I... I I don't understand it, if I'm being quite frank. I don't know why that has an impact here. I'm sure someone who's works on these deals or knows more about law could tell me, but it from the outside looking in, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, unless they're trying to prove, you know, unless they're trying to say that, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to find like a needle in a haystack of someone who's underperforming at an, at an executive level and saying, well, what business do they have speaking on you know this market they clearly don't understand it or perform well but that seems like that seems like way too big of a stretch yeah. uh, to have any impact on a deal like this so i don't really know that's a the longest winded way in history to say <laughs> i have no idea right uh, no um i appreciate it though i appreciate your insight you know yeah um, I, I i just this is not something when you talk about like, if you look like it, like the bungee deal, for example, very different deal. They're not comparable in any way. But if you look around kind of the financials, right, like 60% of the money that PlayStation spent, the 3.8 billion or whatever it was, was really about taking care of the bungee employees for years to come. It was, it was yeah. personnel money, right? And deals are often broken out that way. And, you know, I, I have experience with that, with acquisitions, with my own company and and how those things are kind of structured and, and why you do certain things. But this one is just taking on a life of its own. And I think it's almost become because it's it's so much in the spotlight, especially for the communities we're involved in, right, with the gaming community. It's yeah. it, I think we're kind of seeing under the covers more than we typically would. Right. And um, it's bizarre. It's It's really, really bizarre. Definitely. Um, BMG, what are your thoughts on this as far as uh, Microsoft demanding this from PlayStation? I know I know it's kind of strange, but what do you think they're trying to get at with this? I have even less knowledge than anyone on this because I have no, I've no idea. It, I, <laughs> it's, it's hard because it's, it's just like... It just seems to be it started going one way, then it goes another, then bounces back, looks good, looks bad. You know, let's just get Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer in like a mud bath and let us find it out. And winner takes all, you know, let's let's do it that way. Or let's go down the uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard route. Let's let's have it all on TV so we can all watch it. You know, that'd be so interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, 
it just it just the deal seems to look less and less likely. Um, I say with the FTC, God knows what's going on there now. With you know, with she's been accused of because she's resigned now, hasn't she? Lisa Khan. Yeah, uh, I don't I know if Khan did. I know like one of their senior executives under her resigned um, either yesterday or very recently. Yeah, but it's like she's been accused of, like abusing her power and position and stuff like that. And like say, there's just things no one's getting along. It's it's just hard to see where things are going to go. Um, I, I I think EU would pass it. I think they'll put their you know. Microsoft offers offering remedies because PlayStation don't want to hand over whatever the information it was they asked for. I can't read. I, I did have the uh, the page open the other day, but I don't. They were asking Microsoft asked for subpoenaed them for whatever information it was they were looking for, which was obviously I think was giving them more insight to their business and PlayStation. Uh, kind of saying no, 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 no. Don't want to give that. Don't want to give that. And trying to argue the toss over it. Um, and obviously it doesn't look too good, but it's not PlayStation that's on kind of on trial here, so to speak. It's Microsoft and yeah. how this deal affects. Whether we I agree with some of the stuff or not, I don't I'd like the deal to go through because then that would give, give me more on Game Pass. You know, yeah. it's it's but and I I don't think it would be bad for competition. I think it'll only help competition. I think it will it, it would be better if the games overall get the you know all these like thousand studios off gate Call of Duty and get them working on individual games and other projects. But it's yeah. just hard. It, it, it just because clearly from like regulators, especially the CMA, they don't understand the gaming industry, and it's been pointed out and repeatedly. They even I think we everyone would have seen it. Microsoft did a a step-by-step thing on the website on how it works for games yeah. and, you know, and how it benefits gamers for just like the CMA's sake because they just don't get it. They just don't understand it. It's all Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. I think one of the remedies was diverse from the Call of Duty side of it or something like that. And mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. It's just it's, it's just too hard because it's not, it's just gone from they're going to buy them Put it to the regulators. People object. Regulators make a decision, and that's it. But it's, it just seems the water's got so muddy now. Uh, everyone's slinging everything back and forth. It's you know, yeah. it's, I, I, I couldn't tell you which way it's going to go anymore. Um, at one point, I was quite convinced it was going to go through, and then the, now I like, I just think it's going to it's going to break apart. And I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, saying, oh, you know, Microsoft going to take that 68 billion, 69 billion and go and buy all these other studios. And it's like, well, no, not really. That money goes back into the company. Yeah, it's not how that works. Yeah, yeah it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. that way. It's, it's not like, like a blank check. They can just everything. be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't buy these yeah, groceries, so yeah. let me go buy these. It's it's not like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's just that because um, a lot of people, and I see this all the time, Everybody assumes that Microsoft approached Activision, but that wasn't the case. Um, Activision actually approached them and said, hey, we want to be purchased, and here's our price. Um, Now, I did hear uh, before that Microsoft was not the first person or not the first company, I should say, not the first company that they approached. So you have to wonder if they approached PlayStation first, but PlayStation simply couldn't afford whatever their asking price was. 
Yeah. Um, like 95 you know, a share or something like that. I forget what the actual yeah. deal was, but it was, it was a lot yeah. and it's above, it's above kind of stock, you know, overall market cap value of the company. And, you know, you look at, you look at how much I think Sony, Sony as a company is worth is what, $200 billion, something in that ballpark. So, I mean, for even if, even if Activision had said, Hey, $50 billion, that's a fourth of PlayStation's parent company's worth. There's no way they could touch that. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, I, I do think it's a good thing, though, for PlayStation gamers, especially that Microsoft said no matter what, PlayStation gamers are still getting Call of Duty. You know, they're still getting these mm-hmm. big triple A, these big triple A IPs that are already out. You guys will get them regardless whenever this deal goes through. So I think that's good. I just yeah. I think for a lot of for a lot of people, we're just ready for this ABK deal to be done with already. Yeah. You know? And by yeah. the way, it was uh, it was Christine Wilson who was the FTC commissioner who resigned right. yesterday, um, yeah. and she basically lit up Lena Khan, who's you know head of the FTC. So uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of politics and you know stuff going mm. on with the FTC. Yeah. yeah. But another downside with the deal not going through, which has already been confirmed, Bobby Kotick's still going to be in charge, and that's. That's not good for anyone, really. He's he's already come out yeah. and said he'll still be the head of Activision Blizzard King if the deal doesn't go through with an extra three hundred three billion in his pocket or in the company. So it's that's bad for starters. But I don't <clears> think <throat> PlayStation are doing themselves any favors because obviously Bobby Cote came out and said you know PlayStation are trying to sabotage this deal and you know he's publicly come out made statements. So this is if if this deal doesn't go through. I think PlayStation, Sony have kind of hung themselves a bit because I don't think you're going to see these marketing deals and that. I think because I think they'll be it. Bobby Kotick obviously making the decisions. He's going to be that. He seems like the guy that holds a grudge <laughs> and a little bit. It comes across that way. Um, I think he'll whether he loses some money or not. I think, or he probably won't. He'll actually make probably make more money by. And making a deal with Xbox, right? Yeah, we're we're just going to make exclusive deals with you and put it in Game Pass, and give us stupid amounts of money, uh, and you'll get it anyway, and do it that way. I think PlayStation have shot themselves in in the foot with the way the way things are going, and it could back, end up backfiring them because I think they've only got next year the deals up. I think. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, twenty 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 four. Twenty twenty four is title, I believe. Yep. Yeah, so once that that's it, marketing's up, deals up. I don't think you're going to see it renewed. Um, if if the deal doesn't go through, obviously, it won't if the deal goes through anyway. But I think that's kind of PlayStation's time with the exclusivity and the marketing done with uh, Call of Duty anyway. And the fact that Uncle Jimmy won't pick up the phone to a Uncle Phil or Auntie Bobby, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, he's just stood there not answering it. No, no. No, <laughs> it's just uh, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's just it's just such a bizarre situation, and uh, I just want it to be done now. Let's just get loads of game announcements. Let's just get some yep. cool events going on that we can all talk about and talk about games and be done Definitely. with this. Let's get it over with. I think is it June? Is June the actual? date is set for it to be done? There's multiple dates depending on if it's the. Uh... Was it the EU CMA and the FTC? So there, there's there's yeah. a whole timeline of different dates, but yeah, I don't know what the definitive kind of expectation is. 
I'm yeah. I'm sure we're gonna keep getting news on this uh, until then. Pretty much every single day, <laughs> yes. or at least once a week, we'll keep getting uh, stuff on the, uh, on the ABK deal, and it's like, all right, all right, let's just get it over with. Yeah, we need need to get we need to get Luke Steele on um, on speed dial because he he's a uh, acquisitions mergers lawyer yeah. dealt with like this DMA before, and I mean he he was on Boom Show um, the other day and. Is apparently all the all load of stuff come up that you had to put correct and things like that. But he's the guy that we all generally turn to to ask from like the UK side of stuff. I know like Hoagie's yep. uh he's obviously all on the on the American side. And I'm glad he's doing well as well. I seen his um his post earlier, uh, you know, walking on assisting that's that's awesome and his re- his recovery is just absolutely brilliant and uh Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh it is, yeah, yeah. We uh, we obviously, uh, you know, our core group. We talk every day, so he's been talking with us, and uh, yeah, he's he's surprised everyone about how well he's doing. So it's uh, been very fortunate. Definitely great to see. I know how um, yeah. you know my my late father in law mm-hmm. had a number of strokes, and it hits you hard, and it's hard to come back from those. Yeah, you know. So it's great to see that he's doing well. Yeah, yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. So uh, yeah, very positive. So uh, hopefully he'll be uh, back doing stuff in the near future. Nice. Hopefully. Can't wait. Can't wait. I do want to thank everyone who did stop by in the chat. Uh, Thimber, UK Dazarus. Timmy stops by every single time. We greatly appreciate Uh it. Muppet, of course. Um, Thanks for everyone that has uh, been with us live. And for everyone who's going to listen to this afterwards, thank you so very much. We greatly appreciate it. If you do enjoy this podcast, obviously, um, be sure to hit that like button. Share it with someone else who may enjoy it. And if you're not already subscribed to the XBN Network, definitely subscribe to our channel and hit the bell icon so you can be notified when we upload new content. Ains, um, tell our listeners and viewers uh, where they can find you and tell them about your podcast and when it is. Sure, yeah, guys. So thank you for having me on. It's been a blast. Um, Always enjoy just hanging out and chatting games, man. It's always a good time. So thank you again. Um, for me, uh, you can really find everything on Season Gaming. So SeasonGaming.com uh, is obviously our, our main site. You can find everything there, including links to all of our views, articles, news, um, weekly live show. So our weekly live show, the BitCast is live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Uh, U.S. Eastern Time. So whatever that is for you. Um, and that's me, uh, Dan Rodriguez, Travis Northup uh, from IGN, and uh, typically Hoag, obviously. So uh, we've been kind of hanging out with Adam for the past couple months. But, uh, you know, hopefully we have our fingers crossed that he'll be back uh, with us eventually. And um, other than that, man, it's just, uh, yeah, we've got an amazing year of games coming up. And so we've got a lot of coverage planned. We're, we've got a really nice staff over at Season Gaming. Um just really good people, uh, genuine work. We don't do anything for money. Nothing's monetized. So it's all about just passion for the games, all platforms. Um, and uh, with PSVR 2 coming next week and all these kind of big game releases over the next few months, it's going to be a lot of good stuff. So, uh, nice. yeah, just stop by and uh, appreciate you guys again for having me on. Thank you so much for um, agreeing to be our guest. You've been a great guest. And, um, you know, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Also, BMG, um, why don't you tell our viewers and listeners where they can find you at? Uh, well, literally, just find me on Twitter at Bowman Gamer. You probably will notice um, StreamYard have added some new things. So, our, all our Twitter handles are just below our names. 
Uh, you can find me on PlayStation at Bowman Gamer 86 or Xbox at Bowman Gamer. Uh, other than that, you can find me here over on the XBN network. Uh, I'm on with uh, the PSN Party podcast with my co host Sentinel every Wednesday. And uh, normally, XBL on a Thursday. Uh, 8pm GMT, but we haven't got a show tomorrow. Um, a lot of the lads aren't feeling so good, so instead of us trying to just wing it with me and Sentinel, we thought, right, we'll just have, I'll have a week off, you know, have a <laughs> let, let the lads rest up. There, you know, they're all getting old and they need to take the vitamins <laughs> and say the prayers. And, you know, you know, the old, uh, Is that aimed at me? <laughs> no, no, not at you. I'm feeling old myself. I, I, I'm feeling going for a nap after this anyway. <laughs> just, the, yep. just, just the rest. Uh, but no, yeah, just pretty much you can find me here. Um, we we are updating the site, and I think it's still xblpartypodcast.co.uk thing or .com, .com, sorry. Uh, things are updating. We are changing over to the new name because we do include all content now. Um, check out our website. Check out Twitter, XBN Network, where we've got reviews going up, um, news articles and things like that. Our leader, Ash, who controls everything, Mr. PR, he deals <laughs> with everything and keeps us all in line. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's where you'll find me. Outstanding. Um, obviously, SSG Sentinel on YouTube. I'm also on Twitter and Twitch. It's same spelling as you can see on your screen. SSG Sentinel. Definitely check me out there. I usually live stream every single night. And I'm trying to upload uh, YouTube videos regularly. But I also have YouTube videos that I'm doing um, for the XPN networks. You can check them out on our channel. Um, and of course, on Twitter, I pretty much I'm active every single day. I'm sure I'm close to exceeding my daily Twitter limit. So uh, we'll see if I ever hit that. <laughs> I think it's 2400, but I'm pretty close some days. So just, just check me out. Ignore some, uh, you know, if I'm tweeting too much, just ignore, say not interested in this tweet or whatever. But um, anyways, uh, that's where you guys can find me. Thank you again for um, checking out the PSN Party Podcast for this week. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I, obviously, we won't be on XBL uh, tomorrow, but we will be on there next week. And, of course, uh, you can check us on PSN Party Podcast next week. This is SSG Sergeant Sentinel. Thank you so much for checking us out. We will see you guys later. Take care, guys.